Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, thank you all so much for the many blessings you've poured upon us all throughout this day. Such a wonderful day has been. And now the awesome opportunity once again to get back into your word. We truly thank you for it as we pray in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. Continuing our Bible study of A to Z in the word labor. We left off in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 where we're speaking of how our labor or even our works, you might look at it that way, as being rewarded. Where it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 13, Every man's work shall be made manifest, for the Lord shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire. And the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. If any man's work abide, which he hath built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. So we're given those glimpses there and of what we will have rewards. Rewards, we don't know exactly what they are going to be, but they're going to be different degrees according to the works that you have achieved. Then we'll be able to roll over into the Millennial Kingdom and then add that up and right on into the eternal state. But one of the rewards that he describes for us is a new body, a glorious body, a glorified body that doesn't have any more issues. As we see over in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, pick it up in verse 50. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, neither doeth corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, at the last trump. For the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. Now here, corruptible, you can look at this in two ways. Corruptible being something that corrodes, decays, withers away, depletes, or corrupts as far as sin. But we know we'll have a sinless body, and it'll be a perfect body. Verse 53, For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality immortality no longer just a simple human but an immortal so when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption and this mortal shall have put on immortality then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written death is swallowed up in victory O death where is thy sting O grave where is thy victory the sting of death is sin and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. In the work of the Lord. What is that work? Just like he told us over in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 through 30. 
Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. It's only a light burden that he puts upon us. In comparison to what we could put upon ourselves, we just heap it on, pile it on, all the cares and woes and concerns of this world and so forth that we shouldn't be carrying around. Even the cares and woes of living in this world with the sufferings and hardships of ourselves and our loved ones, we don't have to carry those around. We lift them up and give them up to the Lord. And He carries them for us, which is so awesome that He has it available to us. But it's right there for the taking. And when we understand what He wants us to do, it's a light and a restful burden. So let's find out exactly what He wants, each and every one of us, because we all have a separate ordination, separately designed pathway for every one of us in labor for the Lord with the Lord. doesn't require us to, but allows us to, which is the awesome thing about it as well. He allows us to work and build upon that foundation that is based upon what He has done. And we put on that, that gold, silver, precious stones that He speaks about in Corinthians chapter 3. But be careful not to put on the wood, hay, and the stubble, which will get burned up and gone. So all the works, all the labor needs to be the work and the labor that the Lord has designed for us to do available for us to do. Let's make that our goal, to always do what the Lord wants us to do, and then we'll be at rest, because we know we'll be in the will of the Lord, which is the awesome thing. When we get our will in perfect alignment with the will of the Lord, then we have that comfort, we have that peace that passes all understanding, we have that rest in our labor. All right, now if you will turn to... 2 Corinthians in chapter 5. Further teachings of Paul sent to the church at Corinth, which also apply to us Christians, which reads, For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, we have a building of God, and house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. That we just heard a brief description of, one that is immortal and incorruptible, and how quickly we will receive that, quicker than a blink of an eye. And he is speaking to the born-again Christians, and to them only. For in this we groan, in this, in the fact that we are currently in this corruptible body, and the corruptible part that is the aches and pains and woes of this physical world, very obvious. Many times you might, oh, that hurts, this hurts, oh, I'm going to really love that glorified body. Just think about that. It's going to make you appreciate that new body that much more when we suffer a little bit in this one. As he puts it once again in verse 2, For in this we groan earnestly, desiring to be clothed upon with our house, which is from heaven. If so be that being clothed, we shall not be found naked. For we that are in this tabernacle do groan, being burdened, not for that we would be unclothed, 
but clothed upon that mortality might be swallowed up of life. Now he that hath wrought us for the selfsame thing is God, who also hath given unto us the earnest of the Spirit. See, verse 5 lets us know that we've got a taste of what we have to look forward to. The earnest, it's like the down payment in a, in a financial agreement. You purchase a house or, or something of big value, you might make a down payment. That's the earnest, that's just a portion of what is to come. And the Holy Ghost is just a portion of what we have to look forward to for eternity. Verse 6, Therefore we are always confident, knowing that whilst we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. For we walk by faith, not by sight. We are confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Wherefore, we labor, that whether present or absent, we may be accepted of Him. Accepted of Him. We labor to be accepted of Him. We labor to be rewarded by Him. We labor because we owe it to Him. And we labor because He allows us to. Wherefore, we labor that whether present or absent, we may be accepted of Him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that every one may receive the things done in his body, according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. See the labors that we do, like he mentioned back over in 1 Corinthians chapter 3. You want to make sure it's the right things, the proper things, the things that are the will of the Lord, not the things that are our own will, which will just be burned up which he refers to as the wood, hay, and the stubble, that'll just be burned away. I want to stay away from those because that's just a waste of time. Focus on the things that are going to count. It's like he were teaching earlier about the ones that were seeking to fill their bellies. They were following the Lord around because he had fed the multitude and they wanted some more free lunch, some more free food. And got to focus on what's really valuable, really important, and that is the treasures in heaven, to please the Lord, to be rewarded for being a good and faithful servant. That's our goal. That should be our goal. All right now turn to Ephesians chapter 4. Let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor, working with his hands the thing which is good, that he may have to give to him that it that needeth. That's an interesting one he plugs in here in Christian behavior. And it is speaking of basically a little bit of restitution. If you've harmed someone, if you've abused someone, if you've been a thief, then you need to work a little extra to help people in need to a little bit of payback, good things. Because you've been forgiven of your sins of harming others and stealing, then you need to set your goals at doing some extra work to help those that are in need. And that's what he's speaking of there. It'd be some of those valuable works that are done to help others rather than help ourselves. All right, now turn to 1 Thessalonians and chapter 5. 
In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, let's pick it up in verse 12. And we beseech you, brethren, to know them which labor among you, and are over you in the Lord, and admonish you, and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake, and be at peace among yourselves. Here he plugs in just a couple of verses pertaining to basically appreciate those that are doing work for the Lord that you get to benefit from that work. Those that might be in the ministry in whatever level. All the way up to those that there he speaks of that that are over you. That over you are not those that have authority over you, but those that are over you in service. Those that are teachers and preachers and pastors that are assisting and lifting up people and that are more mature and are serving the Lord. And in that service, they are benefiting a congregation or a family or an entire nation. That the people that are doing a work for the Lord that is helping other people need to be acknowledged with a thank you with an appreciation, with some respect. Esteem, he says here. And to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake. And be at peace among yourselves. That peace comes along. When you're doing the things the Lord wants you to do, and you're acting right and behaving right, then you get rewards for it. Let's go a little further here, because it gets into some very important verses concerning our behavior, our attitude, which can reveal our love one for the other and reveal our love and appreciation for the Lord. It reads in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 14. Now we exhort you, brethren, warn them that are unruly, comfort the feeble-minded, support the weak, be patient toward all men. See that none render evil for evil, unto any man, but ever, ever follow that which is good, both among yourselves and to all men. Now here, to yourselves and among all men is speaking not just to behave properly among the brethren and share the love among the brethren, but to extend that, loving everyone and benefiting the world. I don't mean just giving out handouts to help sinners live comfortable, sinful lives. No, you benefit the ungodly in a way that's going to help them become godly. As it continues, verse 16, rejoice evermore. Even in those challenges, even in those hard times, even in the, those moaning and groaning and aching and wishing you had that glorified body times, we still need to be Rejoicing in the Lord. Rejoice because you know you have that wonderful glorified body to look forward to. That's a lot to be thankful for. We need to do that always. And it says pray without ceasing. That is one of the key things. If we really want to know the kind of labor that the Lord wants us to be in, we got to be in constant communication with the Lord so He can guide every step that we take. So that is pray without ceasing. That means a constant communication with the Lord. When you wake up in the morning and thank you, Lord, I've got another day to serve you. What do you want me to do today? And listen up and do what He wants you to do. All the way to the point you fall asleep. And thank you, Lord, for giving me this day to serve you. And you fall asleep praying. 
as it continues in verse 18. In everything give thanks. Oh, that's a tough one sometimes. You walk across the floor and you stub your toe and you break it. Oh, thank you, Lord, I broke my toe. No, thank you, Lord, I didn't fall down and break my neck. You got something to be thankful for there. In everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Quench not the Spirit. We know He's already told us that He gives us an indwelling Spirit of the Holy Ghost. That's just a taste. That's just a portion. That's just a down payment, the earnest of the indwelling Spirit. Therefore, let's use that relationship fully. Not to turn the volume down. Not to quench it. Not to smother it. But to open it up and listen to it completely and fully. Quench not the Spirit. Despise not prophesying. We have a lot of prophecies here in the Word of God. Some of them are pretty scary. And some of them are are not so pleasant for others. And we better be sure that we appreciate and know that the Lord's one and in charge of everything. He's taking care of it. Just be obedient to His will. Prove all things. Hold fast that which is good. See, when we are going to get involved in anything, in any kind of work, any kind of labor, we've got to make sure that it's the right kind. That means test it. Prove all things. Test all things. Is this godly? Is this going to benefit the kingdom or not? Before you get involved in anything, any charity or any labor of any sort, is, is there a way in this that can benefit the kingdom? Is Jesus Christ in the center of this organization or this benefit or this, that, labor, work, whatever? Then you know, okay, this is all right to do. But if it's contrary to the will of the Lord, then don't be involved in it. Prove all things, hold fast that which is good. Abstain from all appearance of evil. All appearance of evil. Don't be looking like the world, acting like the world, and displaying the world. No, we got to look, act, and display like Jesus Christ. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. See, when we're on the right path, when we're doing the right work, then we know our work is not in vain, as He told us, and we'll be rewarded for it now and for eternity, and we'll be bringing honor and glory to the Lord, and we'll be in the will of the Lord, and then we'll have this peace, this peace that passeth all understanding, He tells us. And the very God of peace sanctify you, sanctify you wholly. That means set you apart in a specific place, purpose, pathway. Each and every one of us have a separate circle of influence. Some of them overlap, yes, but we have different influences, so let's use them fully to benefit the kingdom. And a very God of peace sanctify you wholly, and I pray God your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Faithful is he that calleth you, who also will do it. Brethren, pray for us. Greet all the brethren with unholy kiss. I charge you by the Lord that this epistle be read unto all the holy brethren. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. Paul signing off there to the church at Thessalonica. And let us know that um, we have a lot to do. We got to be thankful. We got to 
be praying. We got to be obedient. We got to be busy. Get at the work the Lord has available for us to do. Because we know it's not going to be much longer until He raptures us up and takes us up there and gives us that glorified body. It's so, so awesome that He has allowed us to be a part of His works. And His works are not burdensome, like we read there earlier. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart and Ye shall find rest unto your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So awesome what He has available. So awesome that He has done so much for us and then allows us to be a part of His work. Because we need to be busy at that. We need to look at it like He tells us about the servants over in Matthew chapter 25 and the prophecies of the last days where He's teaching us in Matthew chapter 25, verse 21, His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Now that specifically in the prophecies of the last days is talking about those that are at the end of the tribulation time that will be able to go over into the millennial kingdom and be given specific tasks to, to do a work, but that can also apply to us at any point in our judgments when the Lord rewards us and, and that He acknowledges that we've been a loyal and faithful servant and allows us to go into the blessings, whether that be into the blessings of the millennial kingdom or into the blessings of the eternal state, because we have so much ahead of us. We get this time to live in this world and this realm, and then we take everything that we achieved here, and we take it after the judgment seat of Christ, and rewards us and puts us in specific places and sanctifies us for our task during the millennial kingdom and then all the things that we achieve during the millennial kingdom will be looked at during the great white throne judgment and then that'll all roll over into the eternal state oh so much ahead of us it's so awesome and and then he just piles on the rewards i mean just one after another after another and we've really got to be thankful for it we got to know that the lord has a plan for each and every one of us. Let's listen up to that plan and know that it's all going to come together. All of our entire existence, everything that we've done from the moment that we were conceived to the moment of the great white throne judgment is very important. And when we sin, we need to recognize that we have sinned. We need to recognize that we need to turn away from our sins. We need to repent from that. We need to confess our sins. Because he says, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Therefore, he cleanses us clean. But once he cleanses us clean completely, then we start over with a clean slate, clean garment. Everything that you do from that moment to the moment of the judgment seat of Christ is going to be looked at. Did you stumble? Did you mess up? Did you get back in the mud and wall around? If so, get up and get your clothes clean. That means get up and get some confession. Confess it, get it washed away, it's gone. You don't get born again and again and again, no. But you can get dirty and get cleaned up and get back on the right track. So it won't be held against you and you lose even more rewards. 
but you will get some rewards burned up because you do things that are selfish. You do things for the wrong reason. That's the wood, hay, and the stubble that gets burned up. So don't be getting into those kind of works. Because once you get into all that, then we get over into the Millennial Kingdom. During the Millennial Kingdom, it gives us the positions of, of priests and kings and different degrees of, of labor that we can get involved in for a thousand years to serve Him on this restored planet, building up even more rewards. And then all that's going to be looked at during the Great White Throne Judgment, because then our works will be judged once again. The labor that we've done will be looked at again. And then we'll have rewards that roll over into the eternal state, where then we can pile all that together and enjoy all the blessings, all the rewards for eternity. Let's take a look at that final judgment in Revelation chapter 20, in verse 11. Now this is a vision that was given to John, the Isle of Patmos. And here he gets a vision of the future and final judgment for all mankind, the great white throne judgment, where it reads, And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. So every one is judged according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged every man according to their works. Now see here at the great white throne judgment, you see the inclusion of all of those that have not been a part of the judgment seat of Christ or being judged at this last judgment as well, all the lost, all the sinners. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire, which is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. The way you get your name blotted out of the book of life is that second death. That is that second total and complete separation from God cast into the lake of fire. Anyone who has not done a work for the Lord, anyone who has not become a born-again Christian, will be cast into that lake of fire. Different degrees of punishment for what work they had done, good or bad. And different degrees of rewards for those that had not yet received judgments for any of their rewards, like those born during the Millennial Kingdom and so forth. And I believe also that those that have done a work during the Millennial Kingdom will be able to have a bit of a judgment here as well for more rewards that they have. So it will be different stages of judgment during that last and great white throne judgment. So much ahead of us as Christians. It's so awesome. And it's awesome that the Lord allows us to be a part of His work and to do a task that rewards us. But don't let that be your goal. Your goal should be to just totally devote ourselves to following the Lord and trusting in the Lord and yielding to the Lord. And as he says over there in Romans chapter 12 and verse 1, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. It's only reasonable that we want to be a part of the work of the Lord. We want to take on that yoke that the Lord has for us, that labor that he has laid out for us. Here's the key part in verse 2. And be not conformed to this world, 
but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So when we're in the perfect will of God, then we are doing the work He wants us to do. Then our labor will not be in vain. And then we will receive rewards that we can benefit from now, millennial kingdom, and for eternity. And we'll also benefit those around us, which is a wondrous thing about that. When He rewards us, it even rewards those that are around us. Many times it overflows into everyone. And it is so awesome the many blessings the Lord piles upon us, the grace and mercy and love that He shows us each and every day. Let's truly appreciate it, and let's truly stay in the perfect will of the Lord and take on the labor that He wants us to do each and every day. Let's pray. Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, we truly thank You for the awesome studies that we have been digging into here to find out that there are things that You have available for us to do that are going to give us rest. They're not going to be a heavy burden, but they're going to give us rest. And you'll also pile on top of that rewards that we can enjoy for eternity. So gracious, so merciful. We truly love you. And please open all of our hearts and minds and focus us exactly on what you want us to be focused on so we can be spending every moment of our existence serving you the way you want us to. Thank you once again as we pray in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. Thank you all.